Hey everybody, welcome to episode 56 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking something that we were looking forward to today, something from our childhood, (laughs) something that we hoped would be uh, hearkening back to our childhood, but we're going to talk about The Predator. The Predator. Yeah, not Alien vs. Predator Requiem, not Alien vs. Predator, not Predators, not not Predator Predator 2. Yeah. The Predator. Yeah, The Predator. So I don't even want to read the blur because it's another one of those that takes a paragraph to explain a movie that really probably doesn't even need an introduction. No. I mean, if you're familiar with the Predator franchise. They're back. Yeah, it's just another installment of this. So we'll just skip the blurb and we'll go right into who's all involved with the movie. It's Shane Black is the director who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I know you're a big fan of. Yes. Nice Guys, which I haven't seen, which I really need to because it's got my boy Baby Goose in it. Yeah, it's good. Um, And he did Iron Man 3, which... Which I liked. I did not. So the other... Quirky thing about Shane Black, though, is that he's in the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's the... Hawkins. Hawkins. Okay, yeah. He's got the glasses. He dies. But... So he's got, like, some connection back to the original franchise, which you would think would lend itself to, I don't know, better. Yeah, better. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's not... I mean, that has no... His connection to that movie doesn't mean he can make a good movie. No, but what we've seen from him... Lends you to believe that. I mean, he, yeah. he he wrote all those movies that you you named, right? And he wrote them well. The dialogue is great between characters. How much of that is Robert Downey Jr. You know, sure. And how much of that was actually written? I don't know. But it's like uh, I was because he had the ties to Predator because he had some successes, you know, and I was really un unrealistically excited. Yeah, I guess. Uh, unfortunately i think i was until the trailer came out the the trailer really and we talked about this in the preview it it really kind of dampened my mood on this and in hindsight i went back and read an article that talked about um how arnold read the script and decided to pass and opted out and that is something (laughs) arnold never does arnold does not pass he was in terminator genesis right Right. i mean he he's not passing on a whole lot of stuff these days it's not like arnold's making bad movies but i mean arnold's making some bad movies yeah but not not bruce willie level no no. but but when arnold's saying no to going back to a predator you're like it was, it was just a cameo, too. Yeah, maybe that should have been a red flag. Like, even as a cameo, Arnold's <laughs> wanting to stay away from this. Maybe that should have been a red flag. I'll keep myself at arm's distance. Right. Yes. So cast-wise, we have a lot of people, actually. Maybe not many that you would know by name, but the main guy is Boyd Holbrook. He was from... The only thing I remember him from is Logan. He's the right. the robot arm guy. Right. He's in a bunch of other stuff, but... I, I will say I, I kind of question why they thought he could carry a whole movie. Well, see, I didn't think he was bad. I didn't think he was bad, but it's just, it's strange. I guess his star power isn't really elevated above much of everybody else in the cast. And usually what you have is the one guy who's a little bit bigger of a star, and then you have the rest of the ensemble cast underneath it. And that's that's not really how this worked. I no. just thought it was funny that they they like, all right, let's give this guy the the lead. Yeah, everyone was pretty much equal footing yeah. you know, across the board. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he did well. I thought it, everybody was cast well. Yeah. 
I just didn't like what they did with them. Yeah, I think that's fair. So the rest of that cast includes Trevante Rhodes, who's from Moonlight, Jacob Tremblay, who's the young boy in Room, not to be confused with The Room, but Room with Brie Larson. Keegan-Michael Key, who everybody knows from Key and Peele. Olivia Munn, who was in X-Men Apocalypse. She's actually been in a lot of stuff, um, probably, sadly, probably most obviously known for dating Aaron Rodgers for like two right. or three years. Uh, Thomas Jane, who doesn't need to be explained. Alfie Allen, you, Game of Thrones. You're not going to mention Deep Blue Sea or The Punisher. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like people know Thomas Jane. He's been around <laughs> long enough, whether it's The Mist, whether it's uh, he's had like an HBO or a Showtime show, you know. I'm giving Thomas Jane a little bit of credit. You're you're giving probably too much credit. Uh, Maybe, maybe. But Alfie (laughs) Allen from Game of Thrones, who's Reek. Uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us, People vs. OJ. And he's in Black Panther. So you have have a big cast. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll just go right into the cast piece of this. Because I think it's, it's like a double edged sword. So you were kind of going, I don't have a problem with the cast. I mean, it's kind of a fine ensemble cast, but yeah. every it's like it tried to take the eighties ragtag group of mercs who have these little quirks here and there together, but it just dialed everything up. Oh, it, it was so overdone. Yeah. And, so, and I'm, and I'm fine with the, the ragtag and everybody have their own little kind of quirks, but it right. went way too far. Yeah. I mean, cause you can kind of see it in the original predator, you know, you got, uh dutch who's the big strong leader you've got duke who's the silent you know quiet type brooding jesse ventura who's the tobacco chewing you know chain gun shooting guy you got the indian but those were i guess they were obviously a little bit stylized because it's a movie but like they were they were subtle differences this is just like okay this guy's got to have tourettes where he's just going to be spazzing on everything mm-hmm. and keegan michael key has to tell a joke every two seconds and, and nettles is the yeah. crazy guy and you know uh <laughs> the guy from moonlight is the you know the tough guy with a little bit i mean it's just everything was just dialed up not even to 11 like like way way past 11 yeah which really detracted from from liking any of them yeah you know and there was times when they dialed it down where you saw the banter between the two or between all of them that really worked. But then they immediately went back into their their weird roles that, that, that took you away from it. Yeah, it was just too much. It's It's hard to describe because sometimes, you know, it's fun to go overboard with things. But in this one, it just it was just every scene, every scene that they were in. And, you know, they, they called themselves the loonies and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on their way to the psych ward. Um, when they all met, I guess when they all met, when they met uh, Boyd. Yeah, and when we got a breakdown on all of their files, where they introduced everybody and why they're why they're weird. That uh, that scene was unnecessary. You can introduce characters along the way or why they they are the way they are without. Well, this is him, and this is what he did, and why he's yeah. this way, and then this is him, and then this is is almost lazy. Yeah. Oh, it, it completely we're was. Gonna, we're just going to meet you all on the bus that way. Yeah, I I completely agree that that whole thing. I feel like in this movie, Shane Black would he would do stuff like that where it's almost like, all right, I'm just going to tell you, like I, I don't feel like writing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like spending my time writing to figure this out. So I'm just going to have the characters tell you who they are. I don't really want to write around how this event came to be in the movie. So I'm just going to have somebody just tell you what happened. And sometimes I feel like he either just would skip the explanation or he just went 
way too far off the deep end with the explanation. And it was yeah. kind of the same way with the characters. Instead of letting the characters just come into their own being, it's like, nope, I'm going to give you three to five straight minutes on this bus of just everybody telling you their whole backstory. You know, it's it's literally yeah. like class introductions when you're in school. Like, okay, now tell a fun fact about yourself. Right, something that we don't know about you. Yeah. And the other part, was, you mentioned the over-explaining things, and that even goes into the Predators, where they were explaining the dreadlocks on the predator, it's like, <laughs> like just just let them have dreadlocks. You don't have to explain that they're sensory, you know, and that they can smell with them or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was just let leave it leave it be. I, yeah. I, I don't need that. Yeah, and the predator just has dreadlocks. Right. So, shifting away from the cast a little bit, I think this movie really tried to not just embrace the predator. What do we want to call it? Like mythology. Yeah. It, it tried to embrace. I, I think it made every movie um, part of canon, right? I mean, I don't. It didn't even exclude Alien versus Predator. No, like I think he made a conscious choice to say every Predator movie that you've seen, one, two. I guess Predators may be the only one because, and that may be because I'm. I can't remember a lot about it. Well, they're in. They're on the Predators. On, they're in space or on the Predators planet? Yeah, there's no way of them knowing that even happened because I guess they were abducted by Predators. Adrian Brody was. Yeah, but I say that there's no way they could have known what happened, but the humans in this movie know an awful hell of a lot about Predators. Predators, and not just like what they've experienced here in on Earth. It's like they know their entire backstory <laughs> somehow, and and maybe that's... Because there's Dan, Danny Glover told them. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's because they are trying to somehow incorporate Alien versus Predator, where you know that that tied back into the pyramids and the hunters coming. So I, I don't know that that got to be crazy. But the the main thing I was trying to say, I guess, was that he at least acknowledged basically every movie before it that yeah, that's all can and that's all part of this. But then he also tried to like add his own elements on top of it, like oh, we feel the need to expand on what the predators are and where they come from and, and what they're trying to do. And I guess to me, it's like, I guess that happens a lot in maybe the horror genre, which I think the first predator you could say is like a, an action horror movie. Cause I mean, you're being stalked in the jungle and stuff. And I guess everybody feels the need to start to explain things. Same with aliens, same with, I mean, you know, Halloween's coming out soon. Like the first Halloween, it didn't matter, right? It was like a guy chasing you. Yeah. Uh, first Predator, it's just an alien hunting us in the jungle. But like, they always feel the need to start to explain things more and more. And I, I get that you have to go somewhere with a franchise, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, your explanations suck. I don't really like them. Well, the I think a lot of that is the audience loved the character of the Predator, so they wanted to learn more. And so you got a little bit more in Predator 2. You get to see their ship, their spaceship, mm -hmm. and then the wall of skulls, and they're collecting or hunting. Or, and so you kind of learn a little bit more, and then people want to know more about something that they think is cool. And right. so they, they try to explain, which all of a sudden you're like, that's not as cool right. anymore. Because the mystery is a lot of it, of, of who is this creature that's camouflaged and killing people. Yeah. But yeah, when you get to movie number five, you feel like you need to add something. Well, and if you're going to add something, I don't know. I guess you just got to add the right stuff, which which sounds easier said than done, right? Like, I'll I'll pick on one thing that I, I had a super big problem with was some of the humans get their hands on Predator tech, right? Like, the kid gets the mask. Um, the armband. The armband, uh, the shoulder shooter, all this stuff. 
And there's like three different instances where you're told that, well, the shoulder mounted thing, you know, that he blasts people with. Well, he doesn't really control that. The predator doesn't control that. It just, it, does it. it senses, it's like self-defense, right? Which, it, it, so how exactly are you a top predator? If all your, I mean, if your suit's doing everything for you, that, that kind of, to me, I, I sat there in the movie theater being like, okay, well... I mean, sure, I guess I could kind of be a badass if I walked around in a suit that did everything for me. But, I mean, you're talking about this thing is supposed to be the ultimate hunter, hunter in the entire right. universe. Right. And now you're just saying it's all his equipment doing it all for him. Like, the mask is doing stuff for him. The yeah. the shoulder thing is doing stuff for him. Even the even the camouflage thing is now reduced to just being a little ball, little ball that then humans can pick up and use. Like, so... I actually thought some of the stuff he added to the predator mythology weakened the predator mythology oh, to I the agree. point where I was like, well, crap. I mean, <laughs> what is the point? Yeah, you know, I, I agree completely. Completely. That was really frustrating for me. I, It's one thing to have a bad movie. It's another thing to have a bad movie that takes a franchise in a completely wrong direction. Yeah. And so you mentioned the the tech side. Well, even the the reason why they hunt oh yeah was terrible oh yeah so bad and so they're hunting for the best genetic makeup so they can alter themselves and to be better hunters right no it's like taking no. the best of the best and genetically fusing it with them so that they're it's like forced uh evolution basically yeah and so like if they're hunting aliens they're trying to find the best alien and fusing it with themselves to yes. create something different. And they're finding, trying to find the best human to fuse it with themselves to become a better predator, which is awful. Which, they, which apparently they had already done because the predator that they capture in the beginning has human, has DNA. human DNA. So they've done this in the past. I, I guess which, so. And I would think that like of all things, like, and I know they, they tried to say like it goes from planet to planet and takes the top predator, which clearly were the top of the food chain here on Earth. Uh, I mean, I guess the, you could kind of argue that, though, because, like, humans have only been around for a couple hundred thousand years. I'm I'm really <laughs> testing my science here. Whereas, like, sharks have been around for millions. So which one is really the top of the food chain? Are they hunting sharks? Yeah. And, you know, genetically speaking, you know, the predators have figured out how to do interstellar travel, and we're still stuck here on our rocks. So, like, how valuable is our DNA okay. to... Well, what do you learn? You're bigger, you're stronger, you're yeah, faster. Right. You know? <laughs> we have no armor. Like, <laughs> what, we, what, are you, what are you taking from yeah, us? What what do you get from humans? And that goes into something a little bit later on, which I don't want to get into now. But yeah, I, I really thought to your point that that whole concept of instead of being a mindless killer who you're hunting people for game, you are now trying to steal their abilities. Which which is dumb. It should just be that species. That's what they do. Yeah, you know. Right, they, they they go and they hunt. Right, and that goes which is fine. Right, <laughs> which is all you need. But that goes back to like the horror movie concept, where you know the best horror movies sometimes are just mindless killers with maybe like a one or two lines, like Michael Myers was a messed up kid, or you know it was Jason's mom in the beginning, you know all those kinds of things. But then the more you explain it, it's like, oh, okay, I, I'm okay with this thing being a mindless killer. It's fine. I mean, right. what, what would you do if the Alien franchise all of a sudden came out with some explanation as to why the Xenomorphs kill people? Or translate them talking to each other? Yeah, I mean, you're just going down the <laughs> list of like the main problems in this movie, but that, that one was bad. Which... The, the, the Xenomorphs talking to each other. I can't wait for the next Alien movie. Yeah, unbelievably <laughs> bad. 
so yeah, I, I definitely had a problem with that piece of the mythology too, that, that they take things and especially because it's given to you in one line that Olivia Munn says after she looks at a sample of some fluid taken from. Right. It's so, I mean, I get it because I think Shane Black was like, I, I don't care. We don't really need to explain it, but I don't Audience almost, doesn't care. You yeah. Know, just move I mean, Cause she's like, well, yeah. I looked at this liquid spinal fluid and it looks like they're, you know, getting things from all these races. Like, how do, how do you know? Yeah. Like the only thing you would know was human DNA. You, you don't know what other alien DNA looks like, or if it's even DNA, like what? So you have some of the same components of human DNA, but so does every alien that you encounter, maybe? Yeah. I I don't know. Well, and then it's, you know, if you go down the science path again, you know, we share 98% of our DNA with chimps. So how do you know they didn't steal a chimp? Right. It's so stupid, but. Well, on the other side of that, I think they were just trying to explain why this giant predator was there and why he was different than other predators. I was thinking that it would be cool if all the predators that we had seen, because they kind of set this up in, in AVP were basically adolescents. Yeah. You know, like this was their first hunt. That's what they do in their first hunt. And then this was an actual adult. Right. You know, but we we just assumed that these other predators were the adults, but this one is the actual adult. You sure. Know, when you get to, you know, you just keep growing, not yeah. necessarily evolving yourself. Yeah. I mean, because then you're kind of tying it to like um, Native American tribes, right? Like it was a rite of passage for you know, them to go out and hunt and get their first kills or whatever. And this would be like, almost like the parents, the super predator would be like the parent or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I definitely think that would have been a, a better angle than what they came up with, <laughs> which was the one predator was actually coming here to save humans from all the other predators. For no reason. Yeah. For no At, re- at you, one point they were talking about stopping global warming. Yeah. That got real messy. So, and, and again, all of this is coming from Sterling K. Brown's character, who apparently is a predator expert on Earth. But that's how you find out all of this. He just tells you, like, somehow he knows all of this is happening. The one predator who arrives first is a rogue predator that's coming here to save Earth or save humans from other predators because I guess he just has a guilty conscience. I guess so. But not guilty enough to where he doesn't wipe out, like, Boyd's team in the beginning and string them up. As soon as he meets them. Yeah. (laughs) And just slaughters them. Yeah, and I'm sure some people will try to explain that as, like, they were pointing guns at him. Self-defense. But later on in the movie, he's on top of the RV, and they're all pointing guns at him, and then he, like, signals them to lower their guns down. So it's like, okay, so you stop... Yeah, but yeah, we're we're given this story from Sterling K. Brown that that guy's coming to save humans, and the other predator, the super predator, is not happy with that guy, and he's chasing him and wants to prevent him from, from giving, giving the humans something that will help them defend themselves against other predators. Right, and the reason why predators want to come here, which is okay, which I had my issue with as well, is because of global warming and it's becoming hotter, and which makes a perfect predator environment for them. I think I took it as that that might have been partially true. So the thing I heard was that the reason for their uh, more frequent appearances in recent years, so establishing, you know, Predator, Predator 2, whatever else chronology they have in that, the reason they've become more frequent is because the Earth was getting hotter and the humans weren't going to be here long enough to continue to hunt them as sports. They needed to come here and that's why their visits were being stepped up. Got to hunt them before oh, okay. they all die. I thought they said the warmer planet was an ideal place for hunt. It, it for could predators. honestly, it could have been that too. They were throwing a lot of junk at it, but, but 
But to me, that didn't make sense if that was what they said, because they see by heat and a warmer planet would make everything <laughs> the same color. But anyway, that, yeah. was, that was beside. I was like, wait, what? I didn't yeah, understand it that, that was a weird. So that angle and, you know, we, we touched on it just a bit ago and I set it aside, but I guess we'll just pick it up back now. But the autism angle of, <laughs> you know, Jacob Tremblay, the boy who's Broid Hol- Holbrook's son, has autism. And they give you that early and stuff. But the the real, I guess, kind of twist in that whole situation is that the predators, in terms of their DNA experiments, want the boy because they believe autism. Olivia Munn tells you that autism could be the next step of evolution in human development. Right. Which I guess I'm kind of okay with that because, I mean, even going in movies as far back to like Rain Man and other stuff, and people that you see in real life, like autistic people can be savants and things like sculpt things from memory and draw things from memory. But that comes at a cost, right? Like they, there's there's a reason why you know sometimes they can't function in society. So to to say that you know that is the next step in evolution, where yeah, I get it. You you're unlocking some kind of mental power in some autistic people, but it, but it comes at a cost. It's not it's not free. Well, and I'm I'm okay with even that line of thinking, and that they want that. But as soon as you meet him in the chess club, you know exactly where this movie's going. Mm-hmm. There there is no there's no twist. There's no turn. You meet the kid that's autistic, and oh, guess what? He's he's going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and it, it's like God, this is playing to such stereotypes of you, everybody that you meet along the way. You know exactly what mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and they set it up with the kid. Like it's going to be the kid, and he's going to figure out how to use the weapons. You know, and, yep. and and everything just goes. Even when they get to the end, and they say, you know, we're looking for McKenna. Yeah, you knew knew it was the kid (laughs) and not the guy, you know, just because they said McKenna. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's so stupid. I'm right here. We don't want you. Right. We want the kid. It's like, oh, woo, big twist. Right. You know, it's like, it's so laid out from the second you see the kid in the the chess room and he sets up all the board. Like, this is, this is dumb. Yeah. And, and he's also able to, so he, when he gets the mask from his dad and he puts it on and, and he also gets the armband and it's showing all the predator glyphs and whatever, like yeah. he's able to he hacks it. Yeah. He hacks it and translates it. Like he, <laughs> he's able to understand like, uh, okay. I mean, I, I don't know whether to think that they were giving him that ability because he's autistic or that they just wanted to write that into the, the script so that somebody could somehow figure out some of these predator glyphs. I, I assumed that it was because he was autistic. Yeah. Like that's why he was able to do all that and he uncloaked the other guy's spaceship <laughs> yeah. and it was just Yeah, he's controlling it, the it was, spaceship. It was, from... it was lazy. It was lazy. <laughs> yeah. He was controlling the spaceship from the other predator's right. mask, which if the other predator could do that, you know, oh you're chasing me, but I can control your spaceship. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make well any and sense. then the mask did something weird too, right? Like it could see through the other people's mask. Yeah. It was so and again, that's just so weird. And then it showed him when the boy put on the mask, it showed him a medical procedure being done on a predator. It just showed the sure the history of well, predators. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the mask. I remember sitting there thinking, Am I seeing the history or am I seeing what happened to that predator before? And and why would that mask ever show me that? Like, why would that predator who should be wearing the mask ever need to see that the other predator being made? Yeah, it was just a stupid, stupid writing technique. Like, okay, the kid's gonna put on the mask and see the medical procedures being done. Like, to to show you how the super predator is now a super yeah. predator, even though we're gonna tell you tell you that later. 
Yeah. Which is kind of like the, the translations and the subtitles of the Predator talking, <laughs> yeah. which we've never seen before. No, that was so dumb. And the problem is that it was never needed. No. Because they showed you the subtitles of, I'll kill you, traitor, or whatever, and he kills the other Predator. And then the next scene, they explain what he's doing. Yeah. And so you didn't need that at all. You j- just take it out because we're going to force feed you with the information. In case you couldn't read, we're going to say, oh, he was hunting a rogue agent that was trying to help the Earth and the humans. And like, we didn't, we didn't need any of that. <laughs> right. We didn't need any of that. Yeah. And then he gets the voice computer and that, that just went Oh, the deep man. End. I think I, th- I, I was sitting next to you in the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I threw my hands up and just <laughs> laughed when it went through the voice translator. That was so stupid. Like, how does that get past? Like, who... Who ever thought that we needed a voice translator for the Predator? Like, nobody. We don't need to communicate with, with no, them that, in that way. Th- that's part yeah. of the beauty of it. Like, when when Schwarzenegger in the first one does interact with the Predator, like, eyeball to eyeball. I mean, there's some kind of weird, like, macho understanding of, like, that face-off that's happening without right. any conversation ever happening. Or even the recording of... Uh, the voices mm-hmm. that the predator was using, and whether he understood them, what he was playing or not, but that was pretty cool. Of the laughing and the, yeah, you know, I can see you, you know, you know, th- things like that. Yeah, that's a cool way of doing it. Yes. What what this was 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 a pe- even if it, it recorded, you know, the name McKenna, you know, and kept saying that it's like, oh, he's after McKenna. You know, yeah, it's, it's the wrong McKenna. You know, maybe do it that way. Yeah, you don't need the. The predator to explain over a computer monitor, and <laughs> yeah. oh, it was it, it was very that, bad. It was painful, painful. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to describe this movie. It was painful. It just it, and it never stopped. So the other addition to kind of the predator lore is the dogs, which I was okay with the introduction of. Yeah, predator hunt. I mean, if you're a hunter, you have hunting sure. dogs. Okay, I, I didn't like the way they looked. I didn't like how how they all worked. But then you have one that goes rogue. Because it got like la- cattle prodded in the head by the guy from Moonlight? Yeah, well, yes. Is that I what mean, happened? He, I mean, they, they, they shot it a couple of times, and he, it was just a wounded animal that yeah. they took in. Yeah. And all of a sudden it loves them now, and it's going to fight its former master for you. It, it just, unnecessary. Completely, yeah. un- kill the dog. Well, you know, the, dog, <laughs> the dogs are chasing you. You kill the dog, done, okay. Right. That threat's over. You don't need to be fighting on your side all of a sudden. Yeah. We have sympathy for predator dogs now. Like, I don't, no. And then it it magically throws up a grenade for <laughs> Olivia Munn while she's tied up. I, yes. Again, you write this. How does that get past? I don't know. I, I mean, whatever layers have to go through from the writing process to getting made in a film, you would think a predator dog vomiting a grenade right next to the person who's being held captive so that she can then use it would kind of be a bridge too far yes. in something. But I guess yeah. not. Oh, Oh, and then... You know, <laughs> yeah. The predator well, dog. It's almost like they wrote Olivia Munn into the situation, and like, well, Didn't, had no idea how to get her out. Well, how do we get her out of this? Yeah, well, like the predator dog wouldn't be enough, right, to to get her out of that situation. Yeah, because at that point you've made it like friendly. Like yeah. you could have had the predator dog go kill the, the guard, those two guys, and then set her I free mean, somehow. Yeah, and in the and it, in the scuffle, it knocks over, breaks her chair, and she can just take the handcuff off, right? Right. But which they only handcuffed her one hand to you the didn't chair. You need to handcuff her. You just have her tied I, up, you know, and then she's free. Yeah, you know, that's all you needed, and you already have the predator dog in the room, right? As opposed to bringing her arsenal <laughs> to her. Yeah, the predator dog was. I, I didn't like any of it. With I, dreadlocks. Why do they have dreadlocks? 
For, for the sensory, sensory reason, but like, <laughs> and I get it. Like, you know, you you can draw the comparisons to to human hunters and how they have dogs. But like, if you're like the biggest, baddest predator in the entire universe, do you need hunter? Do dogs? you need hunter dogs? Like, shouldn't you? It, it, well, this wasn't really a hunt. This was bringing a traitor to justice. Sure, maybe as a police predator. Yeah, and and I feel like they had something like this in Predators. I feel like I overemphasize that word weird, but Tutors. I feel like predators, but I feel I like those, I have to clarify what I'm think, talking about. I don't think they were, they weren't their dogs. There's other species okay. on the planet okay. from what I remember. And then in my mind, I'm half confusing it with the like tremor dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't tremor dogs, but you yeah. know what I mean? The little walking the tremor. The walking things. Yeah. So that's all I can picture in my head. So, when I... so they didn't look cool. And no. So, and even the, the effects were bad. But again, I, I, I was okay with him having having dogs just it was just so so poor yeah and then even the way it's kind of brought up because again sterling k brown is who they cut to every time they need something explained about the predators yeah and like even when the the big super predators flying his ship in they're like oh he's coming to get his traitor or whatever like he kind of knows it like you said he's a traitor and then when they see those animals, like he makes a comment like, "Well, every hunter's got to have a dog or something." Like he says yeah. something like that. I'm like, "God, do you have to explain everything? Do, I, Can I, he just have dogs?" Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> I think I'm smart enough to get why the hunter would have dogs. I don't like it, but I get it. I don't need you telling me this. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like some things weren't explained, and some things when they were explained were really terribly explained, or the explanation was just stupid. So I don't understand well, this and, movie at all. Well, and they tried to do. So when we first meet the predator, that's not when we first meet him, but when he wakes up in the laboratory and Olivia Munn strips yeah, and it walks by her and she brings it up later that, Hey, you know, it walked past me when I, when I stripped and I was naked. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they're going to use that again. Yeah. No, never, never bring that up again. Well, I thought that was going to be the equivalent of uh Dutch in the first one, figuring out that if he covered himself with mud. No, when he wouldn't let her have a weapon. Is why that's what they were equivalent, equivalenting that to. Wait, what? I'm lost. The girl that he sent to the choppa. Uh huh. He wouldn't let her have a gun. That's why she was safe. Right. And so that's what I thought they were. Okay. They were equaling that too. Okay, that makes sense. I got you. Now I wasn't following there, but yeah, that makes sense. With but him, you're right. With him being covered in mud was so he couldn't see him because the heat. Right. Yeah. But I was thinking in my mind when I saw her strip down, like I was thinking that's the way that they protect them. Like that's the way a human can protect itself. Whereas like with Arnold, I was like, he covered himself. I, I was just some way to protect yeah. yourself from the predators where I thought. And so to your point, yes, I thought the stripping naked was going to come back up at some point. Like yeah. somebody was going to have to strip naked to protect themselves from the predator. And because that and they made her strip twice. What and, was the second one? Well, the first when she went in there. Well, yeah, because so, they were like disinfecting, disinfecting, or whatever. and then when yeah. she came out, disinfecting. Right. It's like I'm wondering, did they have this scene and realize that we don't need to have her naked in this movie, and then they just cut all that out? I guess because it's like why that was, that was totally unnecessary to have yeah to have that scene in there, and then she she brings it up later, but they don't do anything with it. No, and I'm guessing that and he's still hunting the kid. <laughs> right. Well, I'm guessing that only would have protected her from the first predator because who is hunting. Because that's not sport. Right. Well, and he uh, shouldn't have wanted to kill humans, except if they were going to attack him, because he's coming to try to protect humans. Yeah, he slaughtered everybody in that. I guess they were holding him. 
captive. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. he needs to survive to complete his objective. So if you're in his way, he's gonna. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's what's so stupid about giving. So now you've got good predators and bad predators, and 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 now we're down that Jurassic Park of don't make the raptors good. Yeah. You know, make the ra- keep the raptors bad. S- same way, don't have a good predator that's right. trying to help us. Right. So now where do you go from here? Yeah. Well, that the trader's dead. So. That, that part, there's no more good predators. But was he the only tra- Yes. God. Yes. This movie. He was. It was so frustrating. It, it honestly just got worse and worse and worse. Like, it didn't start out bad. Although, I will say, the humor throughout the movie was bad for me throughout. Like, there's a random scene, like, towards the beginning where Boyd Holbrook has to use the bathroom. And he calls it out in the middle of a scene. And then, like, he walks out, like, or maybe that was later. I can't remember. At some point, he, like says I need to go to use the restroom and then it cuts the a flush and him coming I'm like what? that wasn't even funny why did you do that well it wasn't funny it was so he could get the uh oh, cloak it, device that he ate earlier got you I forgot about that yeah well, this, he, he could turn himself movie. invisible because he swallowed it to I get forgot back that into the he swallowed that but there were a couple funny parts that I liked that were the highlights of the movie for me the one where so Olivia Munn is pointing a shotgun at uh Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. And she pulls the trigger and then it's not loaded. And then he takes the gun from her and just flicks her right in the nose. Yeah. Just flicks her in the face. And it's just, it's kind of like, just you, you little kid, you know, I'm taking the gun. Right. You know? And it's like, I did not expect that. Yeah. And then the other scene was when Boyd's wife goes through his whole file. And, and, yeah. And, as we call it, the file that he, she tells all you know, two tours and whatever. All the he, awards, all the yeah, kills. Yeah, the Medal of Honor and Purple Heart, whatever he got. Yeah. And then, uh, was it uh, Keenan? Keegan, Michael. I Keegan. don't know. One of them, he, 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 it, they all start talking like in sequence, yeah. so I can't remember who's first. Well, well, I loved it when he said, well, it sounds like he could handle it then. Because yeah, they, yeah. they didn't want to go. <laughs> I thought that was a perfect response right. to, to that it's like we're trying to describe how this guy's honorable and that you should follow him into battle well that resume it sounds like he can handle <laughs> yeah. it and that, that was a perfect yeah <laughs> even that whole se- that actual whole sequence was pretty funny because none of them want to go with him and they're all like making excuses to not go and even i think nebraska the guy from moonlight is the first guy to say okay well we'll go with him and then nobody else still joins him and right. then they all have to pile in and then i actually did think the motel scene most of the motel scene was pretty funny where Olivia Munn wakes up and they've all taken bets on what she's going to do. Yeah, what she's going to do. Like, oh, she grabbed the shotgun and he's like, oh, you owe me $10. Yeah. And then she pulls the trigger and there's no shells. He's like, oh, she pulled the trigger. There's another $10. Like, that actually worked pretty well. Uh, I like that. And that all the way up to her getting flicked in the face. Yeah. And then, so she's trying to leave. Yeah. And then Thomas Jane yep. has, has his comment, which, and they're back and forth, could have worked any other scene in the movie? Maybe. It sounded like they just wanted to throw this in there somewhere. Yeah. And. It it it's very odd because she's trying to leave because there's a bunch of army guys that she just yeah. wakes up and she's just in a room and she's been running for her life from aliens and that's what stops her. Right. And then so after that exchange, she turns around and goes, okay, well, I guess I'll stay. I'm like, yeah. What? Uh, it, it was, I have the scene written. I have to put it somewhere right. and I'm just going to drop it right here. Well, and... I mean, we have to kind of stay PG on this, but <laughs> Thomas Jane's got Tourette, so he's obviously going to blurt out a whole bunch of stuff. And we've already established on the bus that it's a whole bunch of vulgarities and stuff. Right. And she doesn't know this because she doesn't know Thomas Jane. And he blurts out something about oral sex on her, right? Yes. And you're just like, what? And I mean, as the audience, we kind of get it because he's got Tourette's, but they continue this back and forth 
for like a minute. It seems like, of, right. no, you just said this and he, and he's trying to say he didn't, but like, it's a whole minute long scene. And, and honestly, it's not, I didn't even think it was funny. And so I just left thinking like, that was the most crassly written scene. Like it was vulgar for vulgar's sake. Right. It, I think they were trying to be funny, but when, when vulgar, when vulgarity doesn't have a funny component to it, you're just kind of left being like, all right, I mean, now I'm kind of, it's kind of off putting. Like I'm not a prude by any means, but you're just like, Oh, that was so cringeworthy. Why are we doing that? And, and to me, I mean, the exchange, you'd admit it is pretty vulgar, but it is the placement of it. It yeah. just made no sense. She, she's trying to run out the door because she's scared for her life. And that's what, and then right after that scene, she's like, yeah. okay, okay, I'll stay. Like, what? I know. It, it doesn't make any, any sense. Yeah, it didn't. And, and I had a problem with the, the vulgarity throughout the whole movie because I, I thought that, like, yeah, vulgarity is freaking hilarious when it's done right. But when it's done wrong, you're just left kind of being like, ugh, okay, yeah. should I laugh at that? I mean, I, I wasn't offended, but it's just... It, it's kind of like Seinfeld. I was offended by the by the jokes, right? Like <laughs> the joke was so bad that I'm bothered by like the crassness of it and the fact that it's not funny. Yeah, uh, that that scene really stood out in particular as as being problematic. So there there were, I don't want to say that it wasn't it didn't have funny parts, but a lot of the humor did not work well for me. It was very lowbrow, lowest common denominator, cheap laugh. Maybe it would have played in the eighties. I don't quite know, maybe, but it feels like it was it felt like it was trying to take an eighties movie but conform it to today's standards and it just clashed. Like and the fact like we said earlier, he just ratcheted everything up. So it's like yeah. an eighties movie on steroids, but in twenty eighteen, which just doesn't kind of work. There were very brief glimpses of Shane Black, you know, throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and the rest was just lazy. Yeah. And so y you could tell what he kind of put time into and, and liked. And, and a lot of those works, some of those, the delivery based on the character who was giving them, like Olivia Munn, I don't think is a very good actress. Yeah. Um, but there's some scenes in there that she was playing back and forth with, which just didn't fit in the whole world. But some of them were funny, like, like you mentioned, but it... Uh, the whole thing was just a mess. It was it, it a mess from the writing standpoint. Um, the acting, I guess, I I didn't really have a problem with the acting, but I, I I'm chalking that up to the writing and the directing. Where do you go with that? Why are you here, Olivia Munn? Why are you here to see this alien? I wrote a letter when I was six right. for the government to call me whenever there's an alien found, and then I became a geneticist, and yeah. so here we are. Like, right. What? And now we'll use you to explain everything, anything that needs explaining about the Predator. And so then we have a geneticist, uh, who the Predator escapes and slaughters everybody in the room, <laughs> Yeah. who grabs a tranquilizer gun and goes to hunt it? Yeah. What? Uh, right. I mean, are we saying, yes... She can handle a weapon, and she's on par with these. Why we don't know. She's never been in the military, <laughs> right? You know, she's a geneticist. But why is she running and trying to hunt this predator who just slaughtered all these people? Like, yeah, like, I don't... it's best not to ask questions with this movie. Is <laughs> kind of, I guess, the whole mo about this thing. Just if you're if you haven't watched it, or if you did watch it, I mean, you really have to shut off your brain. And even then, uh, it's shut not off very to the point to where you're asleep. Yeah, go yeah. watch something else. Yeah. Shut. Yeah. <laughs> So the other couple of things I had, because we, we kind of covered a lot of it, but 
what did you think about Thomas Jane and Keegan Michael Key shooting each other to give each other what, what do we call those like mercy killings? Mercy killings. Thank you. I want to say yeah. misery killings. Like that doesn't feel right. What I I remember distinctly laughing at that. Well, both of them are currently impaled. Yes, and so it's clear they're both going to die. Yeah, and they kind of had a brotherly love. Yeah, which they explained oddly. It, as with everything as in with this everything. movie. Somehow they were sitting outside of a courtroom and became friends. For well, some... they, I think they had to go. It wasn't just one courtroom. Like I think they had to go through a whole Testifying. military process. They they kept having to go testify to all these things. And then so Wait, they developed a friendship over time. Which is really unnecessary between those two characters to even have that yeah. convoluted of a backstory that you don't get to <laughs> yeah, see. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're two henchmen you yeah. know, th- that we like. One has Tourette's, okay. One tells jokes, okay. Just leave it at that. Right. You know, but they were maybe in the same whatever, and that's why they like each other. I don't know. But it was it was done too complicated. So right. they're, they're both impaled looking at each other, and then they give, and they shoot each other in the head. Yeah. At the same time. I, I just groaned at that. I was like, come on. Yeah, it definitely didn't need to be there. Yeah. I, the one subtle touch I did like about Thomas Jane's character, and I'm not sure if this was intentional or not, but the, when they started fighting again, like he lost his Tourette's, his craziness. Because Keegan-Michael Key like looks at him at one point, and he's like, good to have you back. So it's almost like if he's in combat, he's normal because he's used to that. But when he's out of combat, he has these disorders. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but I, I caught it if they were putting it out there. See, I I saw that with a bunch of the different characters of they were crazy and then there's parts where they're not. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was them trying to not do what Shane Black was telling them to do. You know, and just be a normal actor of this works better for the yeah <laughs> for, for the scene. I'm going to be normal, right? Or but or I guess it could be what what you're saying is that's their element now, and they're all that's what they're. Supposed I didn't to catch be. it with anybody else except Thomas Jane because he he was so weird, and he, Keegan had that one line to him about good to have you back or something. So so there was that. So in that whole end shootout, I, I think I, I've now read about this movie after we watched it, and I think I have the answer that everybody has given. But did you catch how Sterling K. Brown died? Sterling K. Brown, he was was he crushed? No. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. So, I don't remember how. So he... he's kind of oddly set up throughout the whole movie as he knows a lot about the predators. He works for the government, but he's also kind of a dick and a bad guy yeah right and it's in all that that scene in the woods in the same scene where like keegan michael key and thomas jane die and i think a few other people you know they're starting to get rid of some of the people and they cut really quickly and he's got the shoulder mount that he's taken from the predator right and they cut really quickly over to him and the shoulder mount shoots and i see his body fall so i was like did i miss something and i what I read online is that basically he was that gun was getting ready to fire and it turned and shot him like Olivia Munn said his name or something. So he turned his head and like the thing shot him in the head and he died. I don't remember that at all. I thought the predator shot him in the head. I don't something. I don't think so. And he goes down like it's like a cut and like it's not even like three or four seconds. It's, it's just enough for you to see him like the thing shooting and him going down and he's he's dead. So you they just offed one of the main guys in the movie. The main bad guy, really. Yeah. That's... And like in a in a finger snap. It was like I, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, I think I saw him die, but I I don't know how. What happened? like I walked out of the movie going, What 
happened to him. And then, yeah, that was what I read online was that the oh. shoulder mount got him. <laughs> it would make sense that the predator took control of the shoulder mount and it turned and shot him in the head. If if that were the case, yeah, that that would have been cool, right? You know, you're using my tech. Well, I know my tech better than you, you know, type of thing. And he, they could have translated that, right? And then had him told him that, <laughs> yeah, because they're they're constantly <laughs> ratcheting him up as the bad guy. Because in the yeah. whole McKenna spaceship scene, you know, he's kind of going against McKenna. But how do you do that? How do you just take the yeah. the human bad guy and just have him gone off camera or not off camera, but on camera for like two seconds? So yeah. I wasn't sure if you caught that. I did not. I had to go read about it. So I did not. I, I did not want to act like I I understood it in the movie because i certainly didn't but it's always bad when you have to go read how did the main bad guy die in, <laughs> in the predator so i think the last thing and we've been all over the place on this movie and which is, that's about what it felt like to watch yes. it so the last thing that we need to touch on really quickly is the ending yes so, this is what the rogue predator was bringing yeah, to earth the rogue predator has again because sterling k brown or somebody told us this or a translator i don't i don't even remember has told us that the rogue predator was trying to bring something to us to help us in some way. And the super predator was trying to stop him. And we didn't touch on this, but the super predator dies in a really stupid way that I don't even want to really talk about. I don't even remember. Olivia Munn uses the invisible thing and jumps on him. Unnecessarily, because she was behind him anyway. Right. And the odds of that spaceship going up and flying around the jungle and then crashing... Right in the same spot where oh, Olivia Munn was. Okay. No, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Like Olivia Munn, they all hop on the spaceship because it, like Nebraska and Boyd Holbrook, they're trying right. to stop him, and it flies up, and the shield that he activates is killing people, and Nebraska throws himself into the engine. That's right. Yeah. But somehow the the stupid spaceship crashes exactly where Olivia Munn could have been in walking distance, and then yeah, she takes the invisibility, jumps on his back, does something, hits him in the head, shoots him in the head. I don't, I don't remember what. Well, I don't understand how he got shot in the head when he was being shot earlier and nothing happened. I don't know. Because he had an exoskeleton underneath his skin. Which would be a skeleton. Right, but that's how she described it. No, I know. Like <laughs> I, I caught that in the movie. She's like, it's an exoskeleton under his skin. I'm like, well, that's either just a skeleton, that's just a skeleton. or an endoskeleton. <laughs> like, I'm no scientist. She is. But yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So uh, that was really bad. And especially the line about um, Boyd Holbrook was like, what does he say? He's like, why are you here? Why are you doing this to the Predator? And he goes, the Predator goes to say something. He's like, shut the F up and shoots him like six times. Like, go real macho line. Right. So anyway, I didn't really want to talk about that. But after that happens, we do like, I guess a fast forward and we're in some military base and Boyd Holbrook shows up. And of course his son is there at a computer, you know, researching predator tech or whatever's going on. And they realize that before the rogue predator died or jettisoned his ship, he, he got rid of whatever he was trying to deliver to us. And of course they're, they're translating it, right? They're, they're translating what this, capsule says right and it's the boy i think doing the hacking and they're like well it roughly translates to the predator killer i'm like well first off we do, named him predator do the predators <laughs> call themselves the predators no because we, we named him that because it sounded cool that's right what they, we voted on it earlier that's what they said right so they do kind of say like as they're getting ready to hack this thing that you know it, it's some superpower ai or whatever i'm like I actually thought to myself, like, is it going to be a Terminator? Is it going to be Arnold? Are we crossing genres again? Or, you know, that would fran- be cool. franchises again? Um, <laughs> but basically, the thing opens up, and it's a drone, and then... It, it's a suit. It's Iron Man. Yeah. You know a- what I mean? Like, it's an Iron Man suit, but a Predator suit. 
It's an Iron Man that looks like a Predator. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, you know how Tony Stark has a little capsule and it'll fly out and then the right. armor attaches to him and fills out? I mean, that's exactly what this does to one of the scientists. It's just, it's a it's a robo-Predator. Right. Yes. It sounds way Stay more... Stay tuned sp- for the sequel. It sounds so stupid even saying it and describing it that I can't believe it was actually in the movie. So now we're led to believe that Boyd Holbrook's character is now going to because he said that's my suit. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be in a sequel with a Predator Iron Man suit taking on more Predators that come here. Like, what is the setup with that? Yeah, I I want to see an interview with Shane Black and be like, okay, here's let's not even talk about the Predator, Shane. Let's talk about the sequel to the Predator that you are trying to set up. Where are you going with this? What what do you want to have happen with this? Well, you already did the big predator, so now you go with lots of predators. So you go the aliens route. Right. That's the only way you can go with this, right? I mean, that was about the stupidest thing that could have come out of that. Like, I remember being so irritated with that movie, watching it. And then, of course, you know, I, I'm starting to be like, oh, okay, well, at least I'm kind of interested now. What's coming out of this? Like, I actually thought it might have been Arnold because they called it the predator killer. I thought, oh, maybe it's Dutch. You know, they... <laughs> But it's a stupid suit. God, I hate this movie so much. Well, so, and getting back to the main bad guy here, it's a giant predator, but it doesn't do anything. It's almost like Michael Myers or Jason. Mm -hmm. And so what made Predator cool and creepy and, you know, before was it was invisible. It was nimble. You know, it could come from anywhere and it was hunting you and... And you couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. The big one didn't use any of that. Right. And it just kind of walked around and threw things. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't intimidating. I, I'm going to come back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> if you know where the giant dinosaur is coming from, yeah. which is directly behind you, you lose all sense of tension. Sense, you know, it, it's, just a, it's just a big one that can't do anything cool other than it's bigger, which, yeah. which is... Right up my alley, <laughs> right. But give it something cool to do. It didn't. It didn't do anything cool. It wasn't. It didn't go invisible. It didn't. Couldn't run faster. I don't right. know. But it. It was just so such a boring, yeah. villain. Which that, I think that is what, could talk. Yeah, which is what I said in the trailer when they showed the new predator, right? Because it was like, all right, it's it's a predator only bigger. But, Am but I it, supposed to be excited by that? But at least have it give it the old attributes of the yeah. other predator that makes it Well, it tried to give it new attributes apparently by being the endoskeleton. Right. Which apparently wouldn't be enough to protect its head. I mean, it's like we want to give it a endoskeleton to make it impervious to bullets, but we don't want to put it on the outside right. because it looks less like a predator. And why wouldn't the predators use the predator killer suit themselves if it's that much of a cool weapon well i I understand why they didn't use it when they're hunting but if he's hunting a traitor you'd think he would be using the predator terminator suit yeah yeah all right thank you shane yeah predator terminator and alien so three of the biggest sci-fi franchises that have ever been made in movies they all should have stopped after one, maybe two, depending on what franchise we're talking about. And they, they need to stop now for a very long time. Whoever owns the rights to these needs to put like a 10-year moratorium on all three of these franchises. And even then, I think I would be fine with trying to reboot them. Like, don't even, 
Don't connect them. Don't connect them. Like, let's, if you're going to do this, wait 10 years and just start over. Like, you're not going to make a better movie than Terminator or Terminator 2. I, I highly don't think that. Same with Alien and Aliens. Same with Predator 1. You can try and just recapture that magic for one movie and reboot it with some new stars and everything like that. But don't, we need to stop. Well, Terminator's hard to do, but because of the plot of it coming back and it, sure. it's get, basically be a retread. But Predator and Alien, you can have other stuff. Yeah. You know, you can reboot a, a franchise with it with different plots. But no, I, I agree. Even I do want to see them. Like I said, I was going to see this movie just because it was a Predator movie. I want to see what they did with it. And if they make another one, you know, next week, I'd probably go see that too. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a sucker, and that's what they're counting on. Yeah, you know, we don't even have to make a good movie. This guy's gonna go. Yeah, go see it. But it's it's running pretty thin right now. It is getting. I mean, I, I would be curious to know how many people still give these movies a chance. I mean, you and I watch a lot of movies, so I, we're not the norm. So I think we're gonna go see it out of curiosity. But I mean, how many people have any more tolerance for? terminator predator or i if i wasn't watching movies like as much as i do i i I don't know i don't i don't think i'd be interested like i whatever terminator is about to come out i am i have no desire to see it i'll see it because i probably have to and same with whatever alien comes out after covenant i'm so sick of these movies but i i have to see them out of like it's almost morbid curiosity at this point but see i like you said i like these franchises and i keep thinking that they're gonna learn from their previous faux pas that somebody's going to like, yes, let's not do that. And let's put together an actual real movie. Yeah. And I thought Shane Black was the right guy, you know, and <laughs> right. I fell into it. That, that's, that's my bad. Yeah. You know, I, oops. Yep. So what'd you give it and why? So I guess I don't need to know why. What'd you give it? <laughs> I, I thought, okay. So when I left the theater, I was at a one and a half. And as I got a little bit removed from it, I kind of bumped it up to a two, thinking about other movies relative to it. After talking about it now, <laughs> I'm at a one and a half. I, I, I really don't like this movie. And and I, I've watched Alien vs. Predator a few times over the last year, and, and I, I would rather watch it. I'd rather watch it. This, those are bad movies, but this one was bad and annoying. And that's, I think, what bothered me. So You'd I, rather watch Death Wish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, this movie just annoyed me. To there's a difference between being bad and then being bad and annoying. And this movie annoyed me really, really bad. So I, I'm at a 1.5, and I, I'm sure that'll change over time. But I'm just, it, it's it's still too, it's still too ripe <laughs> with me. So 1.5. So what was your favorite moment? I I really, really had to think hard on this. I guess it was maybe when the super predator finally catches the other predator and like just punches him and his head caves in. I think he rips its spine out. I was like, okay, fine. Okay. And then one thing you would change. I said the scope or the scale of the movie. It was just way too big. It it was unnecessarily bloated. He was trying to cram in too much stuff into one movie and it felt that way and it was edited terribly. So Put it back in the small scale. Keep it in the jungle or whatever. I mean, even Predator 2, put it in the city, you know? I mean, yeah. we just took it and moved it from the jungle to the city. So go back to that smaller formula. Too big, too bloated. Theater versus couch? Yeah, I'll run through these because I hate this movie. <laughs> couch, free. It's a popcorn movie. It's it's terrible, terrible. So and Oscar? It, <laughs> I hope it should get a Razzie for something. And if you liked what, you would like this movie. I picked... I didn't have a good comparison. I picked Terminator Genesis, and my only thought line with that was, again, 
if you're sticking around with this crap franchise for this long, I mean, I did not like Terminator Genesis. I didn't like what they did with the storytelling. I didn't like any of the choices they made for anything. I didn't think the new tech or whatever was cool in that movie. Same thing with this. Terrible choices. They added nothing new. Whatever they did try to add, I thought was pretty bad. So if you found yourself liking that, whatever Genesis is, the sixth or seventh Terminator movie, I don't know. And this, which is the... They're both five. Okay, yeah. So there you go. If If you're sticking with it and you're still liking them, more power to you. Yeah, and I hate nanotech, so <laughs> right. let's let's hope that they put that in the next Predator movie. Yeah. The nanotechnology. <laughs> All right, so what'd you rate it? I gave it a two. Okay. Um I mean, we don't need to dwell on why it's a two. Yeah. It's 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 better than a one and a half, but it's not something that I need to see again. Yeah, it's is losing extra stars for me because of just sheer anger. Yeah. Yep, I can see that. All right, so what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was when he flicked her in the nose. That, in the motel. It. It, it was in the motel, he just flicks her right in the you face. You know that's a bad movie when you're <laughs> that's saying the nose flick is a best, best You moment. just don't see that in movies very often. <laughs> Someone just flicks somebody in the face, right. you know? And then she, she was just more taken aback, like, what just happened? Did right. you really just flick me in the face? <laughs> I, I just love that. What would you change? Uh, the plot, which is basically the movie, um, just just the whole the one thing that I would change is the I gotta go the bad guy, I guess, because that drives everything. Yeah, so the giant predator, you did nothing cool with it. Yeah. Um. So, giant predator. Okay. So you want to run quickly through your? I I think I know where you're going to land on all these, but mine weren't any different. It'd okay. be a couch. I would not pay for it. It deserves a Razzie. And I said if you liked Alien versus Predator two, um, then you'll probably like this because it's basically the same thing. You have a super predator alien mesh, and that's your big bad guy. But it doesn't really do anything. Also, although I think that one, I remember it being better than this but I haven't seen that beyond the first time I viewed it because it did not also deserve multiple viewings. So (laughs) fair. uh, So if you liked AVP two, I'm sure you'll, you'll find some stuff that you like in this as well. And, um, I'll I'll be signed up to see the next one. Hopefully hopefully that they, uh, (laughs) you can't quit the predator franchise. Hope they they fix it. You got to learn, right? Somebody's got to learn from their mistakes and I just keep falling for that. Yep. I, I think we need a lot of breathing room between now and then though. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, that's disappointing to to spend an hour talking about a Predator movie that came out, and it's just us venting for an hour <laughs> straight about how bad that was. God. Yeah. All right, well, hopefully if you saw this, you somehow made it through an hour podcast, and maybe you maybe you were yelling along with us in the theater or even as you listened to this. but Like saying, hey, did you forget about the kid who murdered the guy while he was trick-or-treating? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> right. we, we acknowledge that as well, but it's just so stupid. The kid... The ten year old Halsey? Ten? Yeah, well he didn't do it. No, the it automatically murdered the guy that he was and yep. he didn't seem to have a problem with it. No, he just keeps on going. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, as usual, <laughs> check us out at TVsmovies.com. Subscribe to the podcast so that it downloads automatically for you. And the big thing that we always hit you guys up about, go and leave us a review on either the podcast store on Google or on Apple and leave an actual review or a rating. That that really helps us out. So we will catch you next time.